What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Atlas Fitcast. This episode is brought to you by Atlas Fitness Evolved, providing progressive, challenging, and effective exercise programming to the St. Louis, Missouri area, as well as the World Wide Web. If you have not already followed us on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook, go ahead and just search Atlas Fitness Evolved, and you can find us on any of those platforms. Before we get started, I would like to just thank everyone for listening to uh, this this fairly new podcast. We have, this will be episode number 14, and so over the last 13 episodes, I just really appreciate it if you have given it a listen, whether you are listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, what, what, whatever streaming service you're listening to it on, I do really appreciate it. And if you are enjoying it and you feel like someone that you know could benefit from some of the topics that I have discussed, please, please, please do share this with them, whether that is your friends, coworkers, family, anybody you know at the gym, whoever it is. The only goal that I have is to hopefully distribute helpful fitness advice to as many people as possible. All right, so without further ado, this is going to be episode 14 where I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what I talked about in episode 13, which is challenging yourself. But in this episode, I did want to talk a little bit more specifically about how to create your own fitness-related challenges. So what you will get out of this episode is learn how to create your own fitness-related challenge, whether that is gaining strength, gaining endurance, mobility, power, or speed, or maybe it is reducing weight, maybe it's reducing pain, uh, it could be different health markers such as reducing your cholesterol, your blood pressure, your uh, blood sugar levels, whatever that is, um, I think that we can definitely get that job done by uh, giving you some advice on how you can create challenges with that. And why you might feel this is a good episode for you is so you can have maybe a spark in some motivation and uh, maybe you could even develop a roadmap or atlas. Uh, Hey, that works out really well. Uh, An atlas for your fitness programming in the coming weeks ahead uh, after you listen to this particular episode uh, that I have for you today. So what we're going to do first is I want you to start by determining your challenge focus. That challenge could be weight loss centered. It could be uh, you know, improving your general health. It could be centered around gaining some strength. Uh, improving your muscular endurance, becoming better conditioned, so just having you know better cardiovascular, cardiorespiratory function. Uh, you might want to become faster or more explosive, which is relatable to a lot of athletes. Uh, or you might want to just generally increase your mobility, and uh, that could be related to decreasing some of the pain you might be experiencing with your daily life. All right, so once you kind of have an idea of what the challenge focus is going to be, which is basically your goal, what what type of goal do you want to go for? Uh, second, then we need to create 
some baseline measures or tests to make sure you know where you are now so that way when you get to where you're going, you know, right? So if we can do tests now and then we do tests later and those tests or those markers improve, we know that these challenges have worked, all right? So let me give you some ideas here. So if you are looking to lose weight, you probably want to weigh yourself, all right? Use a scale, weigh yourself. In some way, shape, or form, get your body fat percentage analyzed. Most gyms at least have what's called bioelectrical impedance analyzers. That's just where you input your personal data into this little handheld computer device like your age, your gender, your weight, uh, all those things. And then it sends a small electrical current throughout your body and because fat and muscle have different uh, conductivity of electricity, they, it can, with within a couple percent error points, give you a general idea of what your body fat percentage is. And even though it, it could be one to three percent error off, it's that's better than not knowing where you're at roughly anyway. So if you in your mind, you're like, oh, I'm probably 30% body fat, but you're actually 50%, then it's probably good to know that from, from the beginning so that way you know that when you go from 50% down to 45%, you know you have that 5% reduction in body fat, which is a good thing. All right. Um, and then also girth measurements are great for people who are looking to lose weight. So there, there is success beyond the scales. And so if you maybe take the measure around your hips, your chest, and your abdomen, those are, those are some great starting measurements to get done. All right, if we're just looking for general health improvements, make sure you uh, maybe get an appointment with your doctor and get some blood markers tested. So that could be your cholesterol your uh, blood glucose, make sure you get your resting blood pressure taken, your weight, your body fat, and then uh, you might want to do a variety of strength, endurance, and mobility tests, which I will go into some examples of those in just a little bit. Okay, and uh, if you're looking to get stronger, then you might want to test your strength on some of the most basic full-body movements that your body can do which for you know most people is going to be how much can you bench press how much can you squat and how much can you deadlift and this doesn't have to be you know a one rep max how much weight can you specifically you know press or squat or deadlift especially if you haven't done some of these things in a while or ever you might choose other exercises that might be a little bit more user-friendly. So instead of deadlifts, you might do like a hex bar deadlift or also known as a trap bar deadlift. Um, you might do a different variation of a press or you uh, you might do you know a dumbbell squat. And you don't have to do that one rep max. You could do like a two rep max, a five rep max, or even a 10 rep max. See how much weight you can specifically, you know, do the exercise for for anywhere from one to ten reps, and uh, j just feel like you're challenged within that rep scheme, and uh, make sure you record that data. All right, muscular endurance tests. My favorite things are probably going to be the basic two minute tests of whether it's you know a two minute test of a body weight squat or a push up, maybe even a chin up. If uh, if you can even perform one chin up, that's uh, that, that's that's 
probably going to be a good test for you. I also like for uh, hip dominant movement, maximum amount of kettlebell swings in two minutes. As long as you keep the form correct, that would be a good muscular endurance test. So two minute tests with lighter weights or even just body weight. Uh, for better conditioning, I do like 10-minute tests of any modality that you wish to kind of test yourself on. It could be a 10-minute run for distance. It could be a 10-minute bike for distance, 10-minute row for distance, or a 10-minute swim. Just go as far as you can within a 10-minute time. And that, that 10 minutes is not exact. If you wanted to do you know, a 15-minute distance test, that's fine. Just make sure you write down exactly how far you are going on any modality that you're wanting to test that on and how long you go in that specific amount of time. So that way when you come back later, you can make sure that you have improved. All right, so then there's also, you know, uh, how do you become faster? And so you'd want to test yourself on your speed and your, or maybe even your explosiveness. So a 10 yard sprint time, and usually electronic timers are going to be best for something that is that quick because, you know, to go 10 yards or 10 meters is not going to take very long at all. And if your test helper the person that's timing you whether it's your trainer and they're just using a simple stopwatch that's better than nothing but if you could get an elect access to an electronic timer that um, kind of takes human error out of that that's probably for the best uh, you also have your 40 yard sprint you could also do your max box jump height or your max broad jump distance and then i also like the max distance you can throw a specific weighted med ball, whether that's like a chest pass or uh, a you know behind, not not behind your back, but where you are facing the opposite direction of where you're wanting to throw, and then you kind of scoop toss it or backward throw it back, and make sure you measure how far you get it, and then as you get more explosive, you should be able to throw that same weight even further, and then uh, there's mobility tests as well just specific range of motion tests specifically you know can you get yourself into a squat that breaks parallel that's a really good test and then just generally can you do movements pain free and if you can't then maybe write down your perceived amount of pain or discomfort with specific movements and that could be on a scale you know a rating of perceived exertion a scale of one to ten what's your pain level and then as you get better with your mobility you go back and you retest those those stretches and see if you can you know go further without as much pain that's a that's an excellent way to do it all right so once you have your baseline measures tested then it's time to start the challenge specific to improving that goal and that would need to emphasize at least a part of the what's called the FIT acronym, F-I-T-T. So that would be measuring frequency, intensity, time, and type of something within the challenge, okay? So as long as you are measuring either frequency or intensity, time, or type, or all four of those, you're going to have a decent little challenge going for you. So if we're looking at weight loss, in my opinion, 
probably the best thing that you can be looking to challenge yourself with in order to, in terms of exercise, to lose weight is a challenge of frequently exercising. And then, so this could, you could go as far to say that in order to lose weight, I'm going to do something active every day. And that doesn't mean that you're going to become overtrained or that you're going to be going outside and going on a run every day, especially if you have a lot of weight to lose. This is probably not the most healthy thing for you. But if you could do something active wise or activity based every day to help you know burn some extra calories or at least do something to improve your health every day, you're going to be on the right track. So that could be you know, doing some form of conditioning every day, which could be as simple as a walk every day. And even if you did 10 minutes on one day, that's better than doing nothing, okay? And so if you could do some form of a conditioning exercise every day and then alternate between having a strength day uh, additionally in there and a mobility day. So say on Monday, you do a weight training workout then on Tuesday, you might do you know a few minutes of mobility exercises. And then Wednesday, you go back and do some more weight training. And uh, so th- this is going to help you obviously lose weight. It's going to help preserve lean muscle tissue. And it's going to help develop a habit. And that's just part of the challenge. Okay, so that's, that's the first example of a challenge. And then uh, in terms of strength training and, and developing pure strength, If you're going to want to challenge yourself, then I would say to challenge yourself to increase the weight that you can lift for a specific exercise for whatever reps. Remember, I did say it could be anywhere from 1 to 10 reps to develop some strength. We want to increase the weight that you can lift 10%. All right, and you could do that by measuring mostly the intensity of the exercise. And so in every workout, you might want to challenge yourself to at least increase the weight a little bit on your exercises or the reps by one to three reps or the amount of sets. So if you start off with, you know, if you're you're at the baseline and you're not used to doing much strength training, you might start by doing two sets and you're doing you know uh, two sets of eight reps on let's just say a bench press then the next workout you come in and you try and do two sets of 10 reps okay and then you come back in on the next workout and then you do two sets of 12 reps Right, So you've increased by two reps on each of the sets. And then maybe after that, you increase the weight by 10 pounds total. But then you're going to go back down and do two sets of eight. And then the next time, do another two sets of 10 and then another two sets of 12. And then maybe you come back the next time, increase the weight again. And then let's say this time you're going to do three sets of eight. So you're increasing the weight and you are increasing the amount of sets. So that's a way to challenge yourself to progress yourself in strength training, whether that is you know bench press, squatting, or uh, deadlifts, and then other exercises like pulling exercises definitely have their place in there. And I, I definitely don't want you to do any strength training without any upper back 
exercises as well. All right, and then what about muscular endurance? Well, remember how earlier I did say with muscular endurance tests, I really like two-minute tests of how many reps of an exercise can you get within a specific amount of time. So a uh, two-minute squat test, how many bodyweight squats can you, can you get in two minutes? Well, I definitely think that you can use your baseline tests and do that test every week and try to gain more reps within that amount of time. That can be just part of your workouts. And then what you're looking to do is rest less time within that two minutes or maybe even speed up your repetitions to make sure that you are getting more work done within that two-minute period. And I definitely do think that just using your body weight works the best or at least really well. If not, then you could also use some light weights. It kind of depends on the situation. If you are a person that is overweight, then you might be lifting some lighter weights instead of trying to squat your body weight multiple, 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 multiple times within a two-minute period. That might be a little much. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a CrossFit specific trainer, and I I do see that there are some problems with CrossFit, but there also are a lot of good things with it. I haven't really talked about that in this podcast, but I do really like one of their workouts. And uh, CrossFit is is just a way for for people to work out uh, using higher intensity, variable, functional exercises. Um, that, that's that's kind of part of what they advertise themselves as being. But they have a workout and they've named it uh, Cindy. All right. And the specific CrossFit workout is where you, uh, against a 20-minute clock, you would do five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and 15 bodyweight air squats. And you would go through that as many rounds as possible in 20 minutes. And so if you wanted, you know, a really good muscular endurance test, that's a great one, especially if you can do, you know, pull-ups or chin-ups. And if you needed to modify and do another exercise in place of one of those, you definitely could just, you know, use your own creativity and just write down your results. And you wouldn't be able to compare them against other people if you did that. But uh, that's okay. Really, we're only focused on improving yourself in this particular circumstance. Okay, so there was your muscular endurance tidbit. And uh, let's talk a little bit about increasing your conditioning through some challenges. So with your conditioning workouts, you would want to be able to increase the distance you achieve in a specific amount of time or keep a specific pace and be able to hold that pace for longer and longer periods of time or choose a specific distance and reduce the time that it takes to achieve said distance all right so whoosh some of that might have went over your head a little bit so let me give you some examples and i'm just going to give you the example of running but you can do this with any type of cardiovascular style exercise including ellipticals of swimming, biking, and in this case, I'm going to give you running. So first test could be how far can you run in 10 minutes? 
okay? Write down how far you go in 10 minutes and then try to beat that in future workouts. You could also do the maximum, uh, try to hold a specific pace for the maximum amount of time. So in this instance, let's just say run at eight miles an hour as long as you possibly can without reducing the speed. And then uh, you know, eight miles an hour is just an example. If it's seven, that's great. If it's 10, that's also good. Hold that pace for as long as possible until you have to slow down. And then when you do slow down, make sure you write down how long you were able to hold that pace. And the next time you do that workout, try to hold that pace for a longer period of time. That is progression. That is your challenge. All right, and then also you could choose a specific distance and run that distance in as short of time as possible. So run two miles, time it, and see how long it takes you. And the next time, try to beat that by at least a second. And then your goal should be to improve your time by at least 10%. So if it, uh, you know, it takes you, let's say to run a mile, it takes you 10 minutes, then maybe your goal is to get that down to nine minutes. And so that's a 10% improvement. You've knocked off 10% amount of, of the time that it takes you to run that. All right. And there's lots of just general tests that you can do with all sorts of different modalities. So for running, run a mile and test it. Or run two miles. That's, that's big in the military. Or a 5K is 3.1 miles. Test how long it takes you to cover that distance and then keep measuring that time over and over and over again until you continually get better. All right, for swimming, uh, swim 500 meters and then record how long that takes you to do. Or if you're a decent swimmer, swim a whole mile and then record how long it takes you to do that. All right, if you like to row and use the rowing machines, row 2,000 meters as fast as possible. This is one of my favorite tests and my current goal is to get that under seven minutes. Okay, and then uh, for, for biking, let's just say bike 10 miles as fast as possible. Record how long it takes you to do and then improve that time and time again. Try to knock off 10% of how long it takes you. All right, it takes you 20 minutes to, to bike 10 miles. Then you're going to try to knock two minutes off of that time. Okay, those are all just, just examples for you. All right, if you want to get faster or more explosive, then you're going to want to challenge yourself to... Uh, continually increase your speed and your explosiveness and your ability uh, just to basically perform those exercises. And what I would do is I would work on those, you know, twice a week with, you know, three to four days in between those workouts and uh, focus on recovery in between. Because if you are truly trying to become a, you know, a better athlete, uh, faster, more explosive, and you are doing really good workouts, you're going to want to be able to recover in between each of those. All right. And then your challenges are going to be based off of how far you are throwing something, how, how high you're jumping, how far you're jumping, or how quickly you can get from point A to point B in terms of speed. All right. And then let's, let's talk a second about mobility as well. So if you are wanting to increase your mobility and you're looking for a mobility challenge, then I would challenge you to work on mobility exercises. So stretching, foam rolling, body tempering, whatever it is to help improve your, uh, your, your muscles' elasticity and able to move through a range of motion pain-free. 
Work on that at least five minutes every day. In my opinion, it is better to work on mobility at a high frequency, so every day, and challenge yourself to do that versus challenge yourself to go to like a yoga class every week. The reason for that is that one yoga class is great, but then by you know not doing any type of flexibility works every six days, you're you're not doing that. You're you're basically gonna your your, your progress is gonna be stalled. You're not gonna make too much progress. You're gonna progress very very quickly or at least more quickly by working on that every single day okay um and then uh, what about nutrition challenges what are some of the best nutrition challenges you could do for yourself um so one of my favorite ones is a water only diet and i'm not saying just you're not eating food i'm just saying you're not going to drink any other liquids other than water that's, that's a really good challenge, and that will yield crazy health results. Uh, another challenge is to consume four servings of vegetables a day. And you can spread that over the day. You can include it with breakfast, lunch, dinner, and within your snacks. Um, another one would be to challenge yourself not to eat any prepackaged snacks. Okay, so all the snacks that you would be eating would be, you know, things that you have prepped yourself, such as, you know, packing an apple or kind of making your own snacks, pre-boiling some eggs and taking that in for a little protein snack in the middle of your day. Uh, Limiting alcoholic beverages to just two beverages a week. All right, if you're a very social person, this might be very challenging, but... You know, if you want to make a change and that's, you know, alcohol, you know, consuming those extra calories is getting in the way of your your health or your weight loss goal, then this is a good challenge for you. All right. Another challenge is to make the rule for yourself to do distractionless eating, which means not to eat any meal or any snack while you're working or watching TV or at the computer. You are concentrating on eating or having a conversation with someone else, uh, so you're having like a social dynamic, and could, because studies show that when people are distracted by work or by screen time, they are going to overeat. All right, so this is going to help you out if you make that rule for yourself. Another rule is to make sure you have protein and vegetables with every meal. That's going to help you with a lot of uh, your your health goals. Uh, another one is to do a to have a sugar-free diet three out of the seven days a week, preferably three days in a row, almost like a sugar detox. Another one could be uh, you know, a day a week where you go meatless. And so uh, a, a decent little challenge a lot of people do is meatless Mondays. Uh, meat does contain higher amounts of saturated fats. That's a known fact. I'm not, I'm not against meat. I actually have meat in my diet pretty frequently, but... I, I do get that uh, you, you you could run the risk of having higher cholesterol or uh, you know heart problems if you are overeating on these saturated fats, which meat is naturally higher in. Or uh, another decent little challenge is no food after seven thirty at night. All right, and you know some some people argue some people that know way more about nutrition than me will say, you know, hey, uh, it doesn't matter when you eat just as long as you are regulating your calories. 
you know, the jury is still out on that information. I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but I'm just saying that if you are wanting to limit the amount of uh, calories you're bringing in your diet because you want to lose weight and you feel like um, you need to cut back a little bit, a lot of people are overeating by, you know, watching Netflix or, you know, what whatever later in the night when and then they go to bed and then there's they're they're running the risk of you know overeating by 500 calories a day which is not going to help you lose weight it's actually going to make you gain weight so that that's just a good rule or challenge to go by no eating after 7:30 p.m. all right and then finally just some general health challenges uh, that I'll give you 30 minutes of exercise a day challenge yourself to that Reduce screen time to one hour a day outside of what you do for your job. So I get it if, you're, if your job you know, in, involves some form of computer work, that's fine. Uh, but when you go home, regulate yourself to only one hour of time watching television or using the computer f- or video games or whatever for uh, just you know personal time. All right, Uh, another one would be to meditate or to do deep breathing exercises or just to have relaxing alone time, reading a book, whatever, 10 minutes every day. Just a time where you can be by yourself and kind of reduce the stress in your life. That's going to have some benefits as well. And then another one is a challenge of if you are a person that gets really busy with your life and you you just keep running out of time in your day to exercise and you keep thinking like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna exercise you know three days this week and then you are just constantly getting go, only getting in one day then you just need to make the sacrifice of you know sleeping in or, or snoozing just get up and work out first thing in the morning a lot of gyms are wait are open in the five o'clock hour and I know that this is not news you want to hear if you're not a particular morning person. I actually have not always been a morning person, but I've made myself to become a morning person because that's what my job entails. I'm constantly you know, waking up at 4.15 in the morning, and uh, you know what? You'll get used to it, and you'll feel much better, and almost in the afternoon, like late afternoon, you'll start to be like, oh man, I got to work out after work. Oh wait, was that this morning? I worked out this morning holy crap, oh, okay, well, then I, I don't have to stress out about that because it almost feels like it was a whole day and a half ago, but it was actually just, you know, before the sun came up and your kids were awake and you got everything done uh, prior to, you know, other things in your life starting, all right? And then so th- th- those are all great challenges for you to do, whether it's, you know, related to conditioning or strength or just general health. Hopefully, uh, you, maybe you jotted some of them down. If you didn't, you're probably listening to this on your phone. Just go back and re-listen to the section of the episode and uh, write some notes down and see if you can activate some of those challenges in your life. And then make sure you re-measure so you can see your progress. Re-measure those tests that I talked about near the beginning of this podcast. All right, so these challenges will help you increase your confidence, help you reach your goals, and maybe even help inspire others. Uh, Again, if you are not following Atlas Fitness Evolved on Instagram, Facebook, or if you're not following the Atlas Fitcast on your 
podcast service, whether that is Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. We are on several different platforms. Make sure you are subscribing so you can get notifications of when the next episode is out, which is every Monday and Thursday. And you know what? You never know. I might you know, sneak in an extra episode here and there and you will get the notification when those do come out. And that's all I have for you today. And remember, if it is important to you, you will find the solution. If not, you will find an excuse. Until next time, peace.